Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. All right, it's the uh, second hour of Oilers Now, and it is Santa's Day today on 630 Chad, inspired by a simple wish to see every child receive a new toy at Christmas. With your help, we can make that wish come true. You can donate to 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous now by calling 587 585-1821 or visit santasanonymous.ca you can help bring Christmas to more than 20,000 children in need of uh, donating today and by donating today again that number is 587-855-1821 we've got phone bank volunteers they're sticking around late for Oilers Now listeners second hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by World of Spas aching after a long day World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief and mind rest recover and relax with World of Spas Alberta's number one swim spa dealer visit worldofspas.com you can keep Texas on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063 get the new floors you always wanted Ashley Fine Floors 100 43rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. As uh, we bring aboard Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBras for GCL Diesel, Cam and Lauren and the staff at GCL Diesel providing genuine diesel parts, service, and turbochargers at great prices for over 50 years. Visit GCLDiesel.com as we head off to the River Cree Resort Casino hotline, the River Cree Resort Casino. Excitement, bet on it. Hello, Louis DeBras, how you doing? Ho, 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 how you doing? I'm, I'm kind of chuckling because that was a big mouthful you just spit out there. Yeah, I went, I went a little bit <laughs> Oh, I, 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 Louis, I got a lot of liners to get in on this show. See, the, pretty, pretty, pretty good job by you, bud. I'm uh, doing well tonight. Yeah, some days are they're, they're just okay. You know, th- this show is mostly sold out year-round now, so uh, that's a good thing. Uh, yep. That's a good thing. It beats the alternative, I guess. All right. Uh, that's... Give me the good straight. The Edmonton Oilers are 5-0 and in the last five games. They've outscored the opposition off the top of my head, 27-8. to What are you seeing? I'm seeing a team that's come to life, no question about it. And I see a team that's probably playing the way we expected them to play at the start of the year and the way they played the last few years especially um, with a high-octane offense, a team that competes, a team that skates, and... You know, sometimes uh, the games can be made interesting, but I just I see a team right now that's playing a lot freer and playing together, and it's been good to see because they dug themselves a hole at the start of the year, and I think it really started to weigh on the team, each individual person to a man, and obviously a coaching change was made, but I think the players have dug in and really started to play um, a freer brand of hockey, but at the same time, um, they're just using their feet and minds. And as a result, collectively, they're, they're just getting the job done. They're harder to play against, and the big guys are flying right now. And when the big guys fly on this team, I think everybody kind of follows suit. Well, and he's on a, a major heater, to say the least. I mean, yeah. he's got 16 I mean, points in his last five games during this five-game winning streak, Louie. Um, are the orders playing differently? degrees yes i think they're a little more aggressive i think they're closing gaps a little faster i think the defense are um a little quicker to defend in their own zone a little quicker to defend in the neutral zone that's where i really notice is is in the neutral zone they're 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 very quick to kind of close on the puck carrier not afraid to to be aggressive in that situation you saw bouchard last night in the game with a real nice poke check a one-handed poke up to mcdavid and they were off to the racers tic-tac-toe and you know, for me, I just I think they were sitting around a little too much at the start of the season. I think obviously the everything that was happening to the team, they just started to think too much, and instead of reacting, and now you're seeing a team that's playing on their toes, how a team hard, that's moving. 
How hard is it for you to do this interview right now, watching Jake DeBrusque, your son, play for the Boston Bruins against Buffalo? <laughs> I got the mute on right now. I still got it on, so I'm watching it a little bit. They're down one nothing to Buffalo. They didn't have a very good first period, I can tell you that. Um, had four days off, so they didn't take the four days like Edmonton took the five days and um, really came out storming and firing. They're, uh, they're a little sluggish so far in this game, and Buffalo's capitalized, but it's not that difficult. I watch hockey all the time, so it seems like I'm talking hockey almost all day long and thinking hockey, so it's just part of part for the course for me. Yeah, well, we're, we're privileged to do it, so tell me the truth, because when I watch Alabama play football, because that's my team, right? I mean, I do the Oilers games, and I can't get too emotionally invested, though I often do, especially when there's a shortage of uh, uh, power play opportunities for Edmonton. Uh, which happened last night once they built up the 5 nothing lead. I'm like, I'm not convinced they're going to get a power play in this game. But I occasionally may, in the bonus room upstairs when I'm watching BAM on a Saturday, use a phrase or terminology or language that George Carlin you know, said you couldn't say on TV back in the day. When you're watching the Bruins play and you see somebody make a, uh, a, a poor decision on the ice, you get a little frustrated? <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit at times. Yeah, I've been yeah. known to fly off the handle from time to time. But, uh, yeah, you know, I think in our job, Bob, we have to be, you know, obviously when we're on a live mic, we're very aware of the fact that we have to think it before we speak and we can't sometimes say maybe what we really want to say. But uh, when I'm sitting in my base and watching a hockey game, I'm not live, so I can say whatever I want. But, you know, listen, um, Every game's kind of the same, you know, when you watch it. It's, it's, it's amazing to me when you start to watch a game in a certain light, you're seeing similar things throughout the league. There'll be teams that come out of the gates, they play well, turnovers, pressure, different systems they play. But, you know, it, it's funny how you can kind of recognize early on in a game what team is going, and no different than last night. Um, the Oilers came out after five days off, and you started to wonder, is this going to be the wrong time for this five-day break to happen for the team? And I'll tell you, they took advantage of it, which is a real good thing to see. That's a mature team that says, you know what? We're going to take these five days to rest up. We're going to work for a few days, and then we're going to jump into a game against a team that owned us the last time we played them, and they came out flying 28 seconds in with a nice goal by McLeod to get things started, and they never looked back. You were a role player. You were a support player um, with a very finite set of skills, which, frankly, I much appreciate. Uh, and we've had an, we've done entire shows on you know the other stuff, guys. By the way, it's George Larocque's birthday today. Matthias Janmark, uh, three assists, the penalty killers, twenty-two of twenty-three over the last six games. Clear delineation in terms of having those support players with an identifiable role and uh, something that they take pride in. Your thoughts? Critical. It's so important. If you look at any Stanley Cup winner, I don't care when you look at it, in the history of time, you're going to see a team that's deep and a team that gets production and big games out of, out of players down the lineup. Um, you know, unsung heroes that, that come in and do a job. And I think that's kind of what Edmonton's looking for right now. They're looking for guys that can come in. And obviously with the big five up top, I call the big five, you know who they are, Nugent Hopkins, McDavid, Hyman, Kane, and Dreisaitl, um, just going from top line to next line and down Brown on that right side on the second line. And, you know, they're hoping he can fill that slot and find his game and be that guy that, you know, complements those other two guys. And then you've got two lines that you're always going to have to be concerned with when they're on the ice. But you need the guys in the bottom six. And, and you know, bottom six, you know, for me, is maybe sometimes even more important. 
you can have your top guys going, but if your bottom six are getting known in the matchups, and that's why deep teams, look at the Vegas Golden Knights last year. That's a team that over the course of the, of the series, four lines, they got production up and down, and that's how they won the Stanley Cup. It really is. So to see the third line go out there and play the way they did, I thought the fourth line created chances too. I, I think, you know, Hamlin at center uh, has provided some real good minutes in the limited minutes that he has got. He's been sound. He's in the right place at the right time. Sam Gagne adds that veteran leadership and, you know, that punch on that fourth line right now along with, you know, Derek Ryan, who, you know, kind of jumps up and down between the lines as well. Adam Ernie, when he's in there, I thought his last game was great. Maybe his best game as an Oiler. Um, very noticeable. So you have to have those guys firing at all cylinders as well. Excuse me, I had to cough there. But, you know, for me, um, they, they came to play last night. And it was really noticeable. And as of late, you're seeing that start to build. Well, the Oilers came to play. Rod Brindamore, he brought it. He held back using some of the words that George Carlin used to say you couldn't say on TV. Brendan Escott's grabbed the clip, Larry. Uh, Louis, let's hear it right now. On a way to losing 50 nothing right now. I've never seen our team play this brutal. So I, at this point, you know, I don't really, I, I'm, I'm lost for words, to be quite honest. Louis didn't hold back, did he, Rod Brindamore? <laughs> No, you know, and he, he's that kind of a person, too. He, when he played the game, he was the same way, and he's the same way as a coach. He doesn't he doesn't mince words. You know, you look at his face, you're going to know exactly how he feels. He's a very intense individual, but he has a lot of expectation, too, Bob. And I think with that Carolina team, similar to Edmonton, although they're in a position right now where they're still on 14 wins, they're, they're a team that there's there's more of an expectation. They want to be better. They think they should win more games. They think they should be one of the top teams in the league, which they are when they're flying on all cylinders. But So a frustrated Rod Brindamore last night, but that was also due to the fact that the Oilers came out and really pounced on them early. And then, let's face it, they still got 40 shots on net. I yeah. mean, this is they're a team that throw a lot of pucks at the net. They're very deep. They have their wealth spread out amongst their four lines. They can come at you in ways. But uh, Edmonton did a pretty good job for the most part to keep things to the perimeter. There were some high-quality chances. Stuart Skinner, who's in his best stretch of the season right now, just handled pretty easily. And um, you have to have those saves as well when you're playing a team like Carolina. And, yeah, he was not happy, though. Eh? You could tell. We went to him a few times on the bench last night on the telecast. That he was, uh, <laughs> he was breathing he, he fire. Was pacing up and down that bench and just... You know, reaming the boys a few times, so he's got high expectations of his players, and I'm sure they will respond. Completely different opponent tomorrow. Now, for Minnesota, it will be three games in four days and four and six. Minnesota's in Vancouver tonight. Uh, that that top line, they've moved Hartman off that line, and Marco Rossi was centering uh, Kaprizov and uh, what's his name? The little... the. Uh, Zuccarello. Zuccarello. Who, Zuccarello, who just lights the Oilers up for front. That line, the Oilers were trying to play zone in that game in Minnesota, and they created massive crevices and looks in the ozone off of cycles. Hartman got a hat trick in that game. The Oilers did a poor job with net front, and they gave up way too many cross-seam passes. Uh, but then the Oilers got pounded by the rest of their players. Uh, Duhame was running around. Uh, Caden finally fought him after Duhame got uh, Derek Ryan on two straight uh, sequences. Um, you know, they've got Marcus Foligno, who's as tough and as honest as they come in a real good uh 
you know, two-way player. Maroon's there now, Minnesota. They've won four straight under John Hines. Completely different matchup, Louie, tomorrow against the Minnesota Wild. Do you not agree? Yes and no. I agree in the sense that there's some different types of players on the Minnesota Wild, but at the same time, they're a deep team. And I think with Hartman on the fourth line, you know, he was he was the one that was up on that top line, as you mentioned, with Kaprizov and Zuccarello, and they were a dynamic, outstanding line, and they really hurt the Oilers in that last matchup. That was a game in which they had a one nothing, 2-1, and 3-2 lead, and the 3-2 lead into the third period, Edmonton did. If it wasn't for Jack Campbell, that game would have been over in the second period. But what happened was the cycle game started to really wear down Edmonton. And I think that was, again, in one of those stages where Edmonton was still trying to figure out their systems and still hadn't really figured um, out how to play it productively. And quite honestly, I, I, they're not going to get the same team tomorrow night. I truly believe that. And I said the same thing about the Carolina Hurricanes last night. It's only two weeks ago they played on the November 22nd. But Jack and I talked about it last night saying, this is not the same Oiler team. It truly isn't. It's a different team already because of the way they're playing, the confidence they're playing with, the free game they're playing right now. And I expect to be the same tomorrow night against a team like the Carolina Hurricanes that's owned the Oilers. It's had their number. So this will be a bigger test, uh, a more physical team. I agree with you in that regard. This is a team that come at you in ways. They're a physical team. They're going to use the body. They have big guys throughout their lineup, uh, with the exception of the top line who seems to – I mean, Zuccarello's an aggressive guy, but he's not big. But every line after that has some big customers on it that can use their size and weight to get on you on the forecheck, that can ground and pound you in the corners. And for Evanson tomorrow, again, I think the key will be to spend as limited amount of time as they can in the defensive zone. And they've done a real good job of that lately. When they've had to defend, they can. But what I've seen different from the team lately is there's a real urgency to get back the pucks a little bit quicker, forward supporting, put the puck on a stick and get out of there as fast as possible. And I really do think that's Paul Coffey's influence on on demanding more from the defensemen to make plays, get their feet moving, find those outlet passes. If it's not there, get your feet moving and skate the puck out of the zone. Don't just dump it off the glass. Make a play. And from the forwards' perspective, I think you're just seeing a healthy forward group that's now come together and some solid line combinations that have been consistent under Chris Knobloch. Final question for Louis DeBrus from NHL Hockey and Rogers for GCL Diesel. GCL Diesel providing service, genuine diesel parts and turbocharges at great prices for over 50 years. Visit GCLDiesel.com. Louis, your take on the Philip Broberg situation. Yeah, it's a tough situation. And I think that, uh, listen, I, I, I can empathize with the player. This is an eighth overall pick that right now has found himself on the outside looking in. Um, I do think that, in my opinion, um, he's been put in a tough situation as far as playing the right side as a left-handed defenseman. And, yes, I know he can play the right side. He has played the right side at different levels throughout his career, but he's a left-handed, left D that has really never had that opportunity to be on that left side for a long period of time with a veteran guy to allow him to settle in and learn how to play at the NHL level. I look at, um, you know, Evan... Bouchard last year, when he got put on the right side with Matthias Ekholm, everything changed for him. It was just a real solidifying pair and a veteran presence that spoke to him on the ice, on the bench, in the room, that just allowed him to go out there and do what he needed to do to be a player to learn how to play and elevate. We saw him struggle a little bit at the start of this year, but he's picked up his game again. He's found it again, and guess what? He's playing with Matthias Ekholm again. Philip Broberg has not had that luxury. 
in his career. So that's unfortunate because the left side is stronger for Edmonton. And that's just the situation. When you're a young player trying to crack a very good team, it's always difficult. And this is a good team. Let's not forget that. I mean, I know they had a tough start this year, but this has been a team for a few years that people have picked as a potential Stanley Cup winner. When you start digging in like that as an organization, it makes it harder and harder for young players to come in and make the team. And and that's how I feel about it. I still think there's a player in Philip Broberg. I do. I think the best place for him right now is in the American Hockey League, playing a lot of minutes, gaining his confidence back. So when he does get his next opportunity, either with Edmonton or somewhere else, he's ready to go. But I do think there's still time for him here. And I think they want to keep him around as a, as a defense that they have to put in there if they're going to need that if somebody gets injured down the road. Because defense are at a, a premium right now in this league. They always have been, and especially young skating defensemen like Broberg. Um, he hasn't really found his game at the NHL level, but there's a player there in my opinion. Louie, great stuff. See you tomorrow morning down on the rink. Some guests and orders now receive gift cards to Japanese Village, now open for lunch at Edmonton South and West Edmonton Mall, an afternoon celebration for the census. You can visit jbedmonton.ca. Don and his staff will take care of you. It is 623 at Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers Now. Welcome back, everybody. If you're looking for a great holiday gift, give the gift of travel this holiday season with New West Travel Gift Certificates. Whether you're celebrating a special occasion or looking to surprise a loved one, give the gift of exploration, relaxation, unforgettable experiences, adventure awaits, and there's no better time to start planning. Call New West Travel. Visit newwesttravel.com. Orders now. Injury report brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the gang at James H. Brown. It's just simple. They're the best. They get you the best results. 250 plus years of experience. Dylan Holloway, Chris Knobloch saying last night, uh, still out uh, uh, week to week, but potential outside shot he is back before the Christmas break. As we go to the Orders Now Prospect Report for Reface Magic at 627 in Edmonton, save money on your kitchen renovation, don't replace Reface. Here's Brendan Escott. Uh, we'll take a peek at Bakersfield for this one and uh, I tell you, I wish there was a little bit more offensive juice coming from Xavier Borgo for sure uh, in his uh, second year as a pro. Seven points, two goals in 15 games there, uh, but Lane Peterson, the offseason acquisition, he's not really a prospect, no, but he has nine points in 11 games down in the minors. So might he be the next to get his uh, tap on his shoulder if if need be? Um, and we'll just highlight Olivier Rodrigue as well because he is getting some action uh, down in Bakersfield. He's not looking too bad either. Might have been uh, rushed into action a little bit sooner or more frequently than the team had imagined, but he's kicking with a 936 save percentage in four appearances this year for the Condors. He's got a 2-1-1 one and one record so far, Bob. All right, great stuff. It is 628 in Edmonton with close to 35 years in business. Brent Ridge Ford and Wetasco and his many long-term customers. And it's Christmas season. If you currently own an F-150, you can get up to 16000 off on a new F-150 this holiday season. If you want to be treated fairly at every aspect of vehicle ownership and get award-winning service, call our friends at Brent Ridge Ford. 780-352-6048. Ask for Rich, Johnny, and Uncle Milt in sales and Kevin, Margie, and Mike in service. Remember, cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn. And when we come back, John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling.